0: i'm finna put all this in my book bag because i'm from the streets yeah yeah boom what's going on it's your boy ambition and welcome to another episode of the myfb podcast and today i have with me miss racy reyes who although she is young is not stopping anywhere soon right she's started her own social media management company uh she's been a content creator and is uh, evolving into a consultant, and she's doing an amazing job. I mean, I-, I love her stuff. You guys should really check her out. So, without further ado, Racy, how you doing?
1: Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. I'm doing amazing. This is my first podcast, so I'm just like ah, but I'm so thankful for the opportunity.
0: Uh, you you you'll have a great time, right? Like this is you've done harder things. You've done clubhouse rooms that. Oh are supposed to be about business about people getting their stuff together uh in front of hundreds of people right so i've been present for that so y- you've done harder things than just talking to me and having a conversation on this podcast <laughs>
1: that's correct um, uh,
0: and since we're early give a give everybody your instagram handle so they can run all over and check you out if they're anything like me they're probably doing that during the episode
1: i'm okay. like who is
0: this person so what's your instagram handle?
1: So, my business one or my personal IG one?
0: Which one do you want to share?
1: Business. Let's get to the bag. So, you heard you heard Instagram, Reyes underscore social. I'm not hard to find. I'm, I think I'm like the only one with that name. So, Reyes social, R E Y E S underscore S O C I A L. I hope you guys know how to spell social, but um, yeah.
0: I hope you guys know how to spell Reyes, like, (laughs) 2022, like, get get your stuff together. All right, so we heard you say get to the bag, also we heard the Reyes, so you know there's a couple of questions coming up on your background, but I know personally that you, you, like me, you're a New Yorker, right? That's
1: correct, you already know.
0: Okay, you're a real New Yorker, we're talking New York City, so what borough are you from?
1: I'm repping the Bronx, baby, Uptown.
0: I'm sorry to hear that.
1: Ah, you know what, listen, this is where everything started, you feel me, so y'all can say whatever y'all want to say, at the end of the day, it all goes back to the Bronx, that's heard, all I'm
0: Racing from the <laughs> block, and everybody knows I'm from Brooklyn, so you, you understand why I'm sorry to hear that.
1: It's okay, we love you anyways.
0: <laughs> Alright, and you know, obviously with the last name like Rez, we're, we're assuming there's some, you know, Afro-Latina coming with that, so give us a little bit of that background as well. Yes.
1: So I was from? born in a Dominican Republic. I'm from the Caribbean. Nice. Uh, English is not my first language, but I came here when I was seven. Yes, mm-hmm. I am black and Latina. That's how I identify, Afro-Latina, whatever. Um, you, you, you see what's going on, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? so I came here when I was seven, you know, immigrant child. And um, I started studying school. I come from an immigrant family. My dad is a taxi driver. My mom is a stay-at-home mom. I come from a very humble family. I am the first generation, um, to attend college, and also the first to start a business. So I'm the first female entrepreneur as well, and it's still okay. a hell of a ride.
0: Love it, and you know myself uh, with both of my parents being from Barbados, I totally get it. When you are the first generation American, or your parents are from a different place, or even you're from a different place and you come to America, there's a lot of pressure around being successful. So. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome that pressure to really say, I'm going to jump into content creation?
1: Ooh, um, that's tough because I didn't get the support from my parents. You know, um, mm. they didn't take it as serious at first. You know, it's not a bad intention. But let's just say that, you know, the people from our generation, like our parents and stuff, their mentality is very limited with all due respect. And they do not understand everything. So when right. I'm like, hey, I want to make money online. I want to like, she's like, the TikToks, yes. So you know, like, what is that? It's like, <laughs> she's not understanding. Oh, Facebook, Instagram, nah, nah, nah. You need to go to college. You need to be a doctor. You need to be a lawyer. You need to be a nurse or a teacher, engineer. Right. like, That's that's where they go. You know. Exactly. Checks started coming in, all right? And she's seeing that I'm getting paid money just to do the little whoa. Now she's like, okay
0: right she want to know and she's like
1: you sure that's all you're doing (laughs) right so it's been challenging i guess now that i'm shifting into this business perspective because now i want to be taken serious for that and you know that's where the whole like i know what i'm talking about don't just look at me or look at my age oh she's young she doesn't know what she's talking about right i'm still getting through that you know but it's going good yeah
0: you know you know uh let me actually give you that encouragement right like I was just working a six-figure job for like one of the largest companies in the world, right? I've worked for Fortune 500 companies. Uh, around 2019, I moved my mom out from Brooklyn. She came out to live with me, right? Um, my mom is literally living in my house, right? Like I'm paying rent, I'm taking care of everything. I'm like, yo, Ma, I'm making $100,000 plus, right? I jumped, went, grabbed a bigger bag, I'm making $200,000 a year. My mom swears that what I'm doing in my room is being a little nerd and just cruising (laughs) online, right? She cares nothing about me being a cybersecurity professional. When I told her I was launching the marketing agency, she was like, I don't know. You need to go get a job, a real job. I'm like, okay. So I get where you're coming from, right? They're always against it until they see the money come in and they're like, all right, whatever, do what you want.
1: Right, yeah. And you know
0: what happens, like your other family, they're gonna get on the phone with her. They're like, look, she's doing fine. She's making money, right? Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Have you had any of that yet? Any other parts of your family? Oh, Roger no. up and say, "Hey, hey, settle down."
1: I just came from DR like almost mm-hmm. two months ago. I was there for like three weeks, and you know, it's like they mean well, but mm-hmm. there's just there's no just there's no boundaries for Caribbean families. Let's just say, no, that. <laughs> <laughs> there's no boundaries. So I'm getting a lot of like, again, the whole watering me down or telling me, oh, you know, this is very difficult. It takes this and that and kind of telling me you don't got it. You know, you do Mm. not have what it takes. But all I'm hearing is you haven't seen nobody do it from you. We come from the same place. You, You cannot believe that I'm doing something that you probably like, you know, not saying that you're jealous, but I'm saying, again, it comes to this limited belief. I'm from Dominican Republic where we used to shower outside with buckets. I didn't know what hot water was until I came to New York under the standpipe right yes, yes. you got so the outside I
0: mean. pipe everybody come from the beach you wash it and you walked around barefoot all day so you right underneath that standpipe there you go. bathing before you go in the house
1: there you go so I'm yeah. saying I don't take it personal because I get it I know where we come from I understand right. we don't we don't see these kind of things you know like to us a McDonald's is a rich spot if you can get McDonald's in dr listen. So I don't take it personal. I just know that I have an opportunity and I'm gonna take it. That's just how I feel about it.
0: As you should, I mean, uh, just in a way relating to you, I went to Barbados, I think I was like 12 and this is back when 50 Cent was real big. So G-Unit was out and they was pulling my clothes, looking at the tag. they like, look, it's the so- real G-Unit. So like a lot of people don't understand that even within America, even if you're living in America and you have it bad, people will come from different places even just in the Caribbean which is a couple hours down from Florida right they'll come here and they'll be like what are y'all complaining about right and they, they when you start dreaming bigger and bigger uh, one of the things that I think it really took me time to understand is that it's scary right they're afraid for me they're afraid for you know my family they're afraid even for themselves they're like hey what happened if you make it too big and you just leave us and it's like So there's a lot of trust that you really have to build. And I mean, you're familiar with that. You have to build trust with your audience on Instagram. So how do you go about managing that trust as a first generation American, right? As a, you know, somebody who came here, uh, immigrant from uh, Dominican Republic, Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you manage that trust with your family so that they know that you're not intending to leave them behind, but you do got places to go?
1: So, you know, something that's very important to me is my family. Um, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, that's us, like my main family, right? Obviously, we have cousins, but I love them, but this is not about them, right? The people I live with, mm-hmm. um, they have seen everything. And right. what's really important at the end of the day is when I get in the car with my dad and he's driving me to campus or to a job interview, mm-hmm. and I'm telling him, and and that's our bonding time because you know, my dad, he um to him, it's like, okay. Are you are you well fed? Do you have money in your pockets? Do you have clothes? You right. good, you happy, you know? So with him, he's not really the type to kind of like, ah, but he just wants me to like, you know, to do something. Mm. Um, my mom, she's more like, Miha, I don't want you to be like me. Because, mm. you know, my mom, she got pregnant early and she had like kids and she had to stop going to school. So she don't trust sometimes because she's afraid that I might end up like her, you know, to be careful with the boys. And and then with this social media stuff, I guess her biggest fear is that it's temporary. Mm. And she's not wrong. If you don't know what you're doing, like you say, goes to building a relationship. I don't just want to make a sale. I want to build a relationship. I want you to keep coming back. Right. You know, so it's I understand why she doesn't really trust the process. But I'm be honest again, when I start getting like the monetizing and, you know, I'm like, mommy, let's go get some food or something, you know, she's like, okay, you know, let's go get our nails done. Okay. (laughs) Like there's no complaining when that's done, but I'll be honest. I still don't feel like, again, unless until I pay my rent and I pay my car, that's when I know that I can get them off my back and they'll really trust me. No, I I totally get that. Mm -hmm.
0: I totally get that. And you know what, from the, um, from the entrepreneur side of the house, there's even that fear when you start diving in and you're looking at your business, right? There's the fear that, you know, Instagram is going to change their algorithm again. And then, Oh my God, we got to start all over. Or, you know, what happens when the next pieces the next evolution of social media comes out, then Mm -hmm. instead of TikTok, we got WickWalk walking. We got to do whatever we got to do over there. If they already got us dancing, what they going to have us doing now. Right. Uh, that type of fear when you have clients that come on and they they're afraid to create content because that fear is in them what, what do you say to that?
1: I tell them look do you want to be a business owner or not it's really that mm. simple because I'm gonna be honest with you I feel like maybe when you are a beginner in the stages like you know when you get your first job whether it's like Dunkin Donuts or Burger King you're like oh my god like I'm coming I'm gonna be on time every day and you like I'll do it because it's your first job and you're like, I'll take whatever. I don't care how bad people say I'm, I'm really excited. But, and I will say when you are at least me, the top of social media manager, I want to be, I don't just want to look at, Oh, I got a client. I get money, sign you up. I want to know, are you ready? Do you, do you know your business? Do you know, are you ready to put in the work? Because if we're going to sit in a zoom meeting every week you know to talk about your social media goals and 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 where are we going and where are we heading and i'm telling you hey this and that but you're not doing any of that and then we don't get the results that's how i know you know i don't think you're serious about this because Mm -hmm. it's not easy. you got to put yourself out there i know that like for example my last client she was like okay i don't want to show my face i'm not about the face stuff. I ain't going to force you. We have so many methods nowadays, but what I don't want to hear is a no for every option. You got to say yes to me
0: something.
1: <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because, okay, you don't put your face in, but you could talk, you could speak over the audience. You know what I mean? Like you, you. but if you're telling me, no, this is not. Okay, mommy, you know what? I don't think you need a social media manager. You could be a, a pop, you know, pop-up shop, whatever, but you're not, you're not for Instagram.
0: Mm-hmm. Go on the
1: street, be a street vendor or something. Talk to people outside. If you want to be on social media, Mm -hmm. you have to be actively on social media i I love that
0: you said that i love that you said that um because you know what you did bring up is that they're what we're really trying to do is get people to understand that they need a marketing plan they need Mm -hmm. some way to attract customers Mm -hmm. and everybody races to social media but they never entertain the possibility that social media might not be for you it might not be for your personality right there's tons of things you can do right for me um I know I'm a I'm a bit more introverted when it comes to doing videos, right? I can do videos, but I, mm-hmm. I don't want to get on trending waves, right? So for me, I'm saying, okay, well, let me invest in SEO, right? Let me find something that works. And even still with me not wanting to do it, I still do it, right? Social media still made its way into my marketing plan. I still talk to my clients about social media, right? I'm still going to be referring clients here shortly to people like Reyes, or at social with Rocky, because you, you need to understand where certain clients are coming from. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: what type of businesses would you recommend really look hard at social media?
1: Well, when it comes to Instagram, because I'll be honest, I love Instagram. That's where I really put everything because I've been on Instagram. Now I still offer like, you know, I do, um, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever, like I'm starting LinkedIn, but Instagram is the vibe. So we're going to talk about that when it comes to Instagram. Look, if you're anything e-commerce related and you are not an Instagram, you are just like, I don't know. What are you doing? Like, again, listen, I know a lot of people that they have businesses and they are successful in person and they'll say, I have all my clients in person. People just know me. Right. And they have a good system. Mm-hmm. But now, especially after the pandemic, where a high percentage of people work remote, America has never seen this if you are not on social media trying to again sell your products online hello like capitalism Amazon Prime do you see what's going on like people just want to order nobody wants to go into stores anymore nobody's trying to you know take two hours like whatever like you know people just want to cash in cash out you have to make it easy for people And I think that when it comes to Instagram e-commerce, I know I work with a lot of like, you know, jewelry and like candles and clothing again, IG baddies, they love these two piece sets. So if you got (laughs) clothing, you got a little boutique, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what's going on. (laughs) Like you gotta be, you gotta be there.
0: Okay. So clothing boutique, uh, you know what? I might have a little money. I might want to invest in, uh, uh, an online e-commerce store. What's the price point that I should be looking at for the Instagram market? What, what? Is, is there a limit to how much or how expensive my uh, clothing can be?
1: Mm, it depends on your ideal target, because let me tell you something. People will spend whatever if they think it's worth it. Mm. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to give you an example. So when I started um, promoting on my Instagram, I would promote like any type of business or even personal pages. If you wanted to get followers because you wanted whatever, you know, you want to be okay, whatever. Like I got you. I just, you know, and I'll get your your followers. Um, but the point is when I started promoting a friend of mine, she was like, Hey, I want you to promote me. I'm willing to pay whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. And um, You know, I don't want to like shade her or anything because I really do love her regardless of anything. But the point is, we don't that- know her name. <laughs> right. <laughs> the point is that she didn't, you see how she said she's willing to pay whatever? Mm-hmm. At the end of it, I told her I charged... back then. I was only charging like sixty dollars per promotion.
0: Mm, right? That's not bad. That's not, bad at, not bad
1: at all. I had over I still had over a hundred thousand followers. And I other people that had that much definitely were charging way more. But 16, 16 is nothing. exactly. Sixty dollars is nothing. The point is she wasn't feeling it. She said, You my friend, why are you charging me? Right. And I'm here like, mommy, you know what? I <laughs> like I don't want to get into this but the point is that one she said she's willing to pay whatever so I'm already assuming we don't got to talk about it you already told me you want to pay but although the other point is so you're telling me you're not willing to pay my $60 fee but you won't pay $300, $400 for that front so you want or that $1,000 for that Montclair you know what I'm saying so and again I'm not saying that's direct, right but that's how we are when we when we look at a price if it's our friend that's doing it when our friend started business you do not want to pay that $20 fee to buy their painting or whatever it is, but you're going to spend $500 on some sneakers.
0: Listen, no, that that's what you're saying is very true. And I, I even had to look at my own friend group and say, I, right, I might not have friends like I thought, right? Because I know the first thing on my mind once I started bringing in a certain amount of money is let me call up the guy who I know that does this and let me break bread because he really helped me out, right? Mm-hmm. And- I think what people don't understand, and this is true about a whole lot of entrepreneurs, when you have entrepreneur friends, right? Let's give you guys the other side of the story. When you guys don't support, but you still want the product for free, we really start wondering like, this person care about me? What if I had rent due this month, right? And you really start thinking about all these things. And let's say you really do got some of those things going on know people would know that you have to pay rent and still ask you for shit for free there you go no 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 so listen support your friends i'm not saying buy things you don't need but if you know you're going to actually use the product support them right
1: and also as friends you know as entrepreneurs i know you can relate when we got a friend we always gonna find a way to hold you down but what we don't want to feel is like we are being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. now i'm not gonna say that this person in particular that because it's just too much to the story but I will say that, again, I don't want to feel like you're taking advantage of me. I'm already going to consider you. Trust me. You're my, you know, like, come on. We don't got to talk about this. We do not have to have this conversation. And not a pocket watch. But when I say you're spending all that money every day, because, you know, we like to go out, girl. You right. pay it's like, come on. I, uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's how it is. Strangers probably support you more than than a close friend.
0: Oh, definitely. I, mm-hmm. I I actually wholeheartedly believe that. I think mm-hmm. um over the past year, if I go, people who've known me the longest have not been the people who purchased from me, but they also haven't been the best customers either. Right. They're probably really great customers to other people. Um, and I'm not knocking them. I it's it, you know, I've always wondered because I would like my close friend group to be my customer base, right? That mm-hmm. that sounds awesome. But at the right. same time, it seems like um, maybe there's a maturity level and understanding, like you brought up capitalism earlier, right? Never, not everybody's cool with capitalism. Some people think that, you know, the government should just provide it because they hear the numbers without understanding the politics behind it, the economics behind it. Um, you, I, I don't know. I'll tell you guys my honest opinion is this. Uh, we're out here on our own. And if businesses don't get started to solve problems, uh, then we won't have solutions. So it has to come from the people. That is my honest opinion. How do you feel about that?
1: Ugh, talking about solving problems, I've been I've been saying that for the for the hot minute because you know I even talked about that on my business page a while ago. I'm like, listen, y'all got to stop being stingy. You know, <laughs> like point blank period. We got to solve problems. You know. Again, stop thinking that just because you give free information they're not going to purchase from you or whatever. Like, honey, value is they see the value. They're buying you. They're what I said, you they can get that product from anywhere else, but mm-hmm. they're buying the person selling the product. They want that personality. You feel me?
0: You know what? I I've uh gotten to the point too, where I don't want to have to talk to somebody to make the sale. If I have to get on the phone with you to make the sale, you don't want to buy, right? I know anytime and people may say, no, I need to talk to somebody. Well, I know there's a type of client out there, right? Which I am. I don't want to talk to you when I when I say that I'm going to buy your stuff. I just want to buy and get started because I've been watching you for a while. Mm-hmm. I've ingested all of your stuff, right? I'm primed. I'm ready. Now I'm ready to go, right? So that's the, um, that's the model that I've started taking on. So if you go to my website lately, a lot of things I've just been giving away for free. Right, uh, I think entire my entire entrepreneur course catalog right now is free, right up to getting your business plan and your initial branding started. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is really just because I want you to want to pay for it, right? I want you to want to pay for my services. If you aren't to that point yet, that means you may not have all the information that you need on why you need to pay for it. So, you got to pre educate people. You really yeah. do have to take the time to do that.
1: This how I feel about it. If you mm-hmm. are afraid to give too much, you just don't have too much to give as a
0: business.
1: Mm. Say but, that. Mm-hmm. Say that. Sounded like church in here. You already know because when, look, I know a lot of, for example, even on Clubhouse, you think Rocky is, has like a limited amount of information or, no. or Brandon or all these great, you know? No, like people are go. this like you know, so you want, like you said, you want your your potential clients, someone that's watching your pace to be like, oh my God, like I have to get in contact with this person. there you go. you know that's how you start the the, the memberships, the lifetime memberships. you are lifetime. I need you forever. Like that is what you want. And I'll be honest, I think at first, like me when I when I first start, I do have to do the lead calls because I don't have the credibility. Because before I had a client, I had nothing. I have to somehow convince somebody to give me the time and date. But the goal is that you want to be so popping, right? And you want to gain so much credibility eventually. That that's the goal. That's how you know when you really did what you had to do. You did the deed. At first, there's no shame in it, you know. But eventually, if you are getting all your clients from you doing them lead calls, I think that something's going on because eventually you right. should just be able to sign clients, like, easily. That's right. Know, a make at least. But if every single one, this is the only way you can get it, you got to put a little more work. You have to build more trust, more credibility. You have to solve more problems and, and, you know, keep working on that.
0: No, I'm definitely with you there. Like I said, I don't like to do lead calls, but there's people on my team that does lead calls. <laughs> so don't don't listen to me say that i don't want to do something and think that as the ceo which is something i want to talk to you about next right as a ceo of my marketing agency as the ceo of my business right i take those roles very seriously i may not call myself that title you may hear me just say marketing engineer or whatever but mm-hmm. i understand that that's a role based on accountability so when something isn't getting done that the business needs to get done if I don't want to do it, I need to find someone to do it, right? So as I'm saying that, wh- social media management is where you're at right now. Is that going to evolve into you having a social media agency where you have content creators that can come learn from Racy and put that stuff into play? No?
1: Look, No, I'm saying I'm like, listen.
0: You lo- you, you're going down that
1: way. I'm 19. I have a lot that I'm going to. I have a lot and I have a lot of time. I'm young. I started this young. Look, no, you're right. A lot of my peers, I still haven't met somebody my age and not to brag on it, but I'm saying that means I got a head start and I'm learning from all these, these amazing people, you know? So the sky's the limit agency. Look, I'm going to do everything I want. Like I just,
0: listen. Listen, you don't know how excited I am for you. You sound like me, right? Like People think, oh, his name's Ambition. Listen, I call myself Ambition because at one point in time, I wanted to do everything.
1: You're badass. Look, and I. I Let me tell you, when I heard that, when I read that podcast, sorry, when I heard that podcast, you see the English getting a little cuckoo, Spanish coming out. (laughs) Anyway, when I listened to that podcast, and I heard this man left a two hundred thousand dollar job. That's how much you were making in that job, right? Over two hundred k, and you was like, "Fuck that!" You know, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and Mm -hmm. now you hear. And you interview and i'm like this is so badass i love this energy because that's wild. that's not like you know that's wild. most people will never do that again people with limited mindsets don't do that but ambition did it and i love that That's amazing. i appreciate
0: you i appreciate you but it, it really is this essence of seeing what's possible with my life and proving what's possible right again coming from that immigrant background my father didn't come here to just be average. My mother didn't come here to just be average. And they raised you with that, right? Like people, mm-hmm. you might look from the outside looking in and go, oh, that's a normal family. Inside the house, no, it's not, right? You haven't seen us during crop over. You haven't seen mama when she's <laughs> cooking. You don't, you don't see all of it. My family are like, everybody's a superstar inside the house though, mm-hmm. right? They go outside and they pretend to be normal because they don't want to offend y'all.
1: Right, exactly. and that's
0: the energy that I just want to stop. I want everybody to show up in the world as their superstar self. Everybody sees me show up and they go, "Oh, he's so intelligent." I'm listen. You know how many times I got hit over the head and told I don't got no common sense. <laughs> right. As a I as a tr- yeah, as a true West Indian person, you mm-hmm. they go, "Oh, you book smart. You ain't common sense smart. You need some sense, right?" So it's everybody has is amazing to me right? And it's created such a humble nature. And I'm just so happy to see that energy within you where you're like, look, I want to go do everything. I'm this age right now. It's going to be so much bigger, right? And I, shoot, I'm impressed, right? And I'm, I'm not impressed because of your age. I'm impressed because of the foresight, right? Like, And this idea of embracing the unknown. Would you believe that there's 30-year-olds that have given up on life already? Yes, I do. I do. Th- society
1: listen just um four or five months ago Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you don't understand when I tell you I just started this I mean I just started this it's crazy four or five months ago I was still working a cashier job Mm -hmm. I was working for 4 p.m to 12 a.m getting home like around one doing like uh, because I'm still in college I graduate next year right I'm a psychology major so I'm getting home like at 1 a.m I'm still writing a paper, going to sleep at 3 a.m., waking up at 9 a.m., going to campus, after campus, rushing back to awesome. work all over again. And I was miserable, okay? I had to get a therapist because I went through a crazy mm. anxiety attack and I didn't even know what that was. And, you know, I'm working on myself. I broke down in front of my whole pan- my family. My mom, dad, brother hugged me. They all hugged me because I was so bad. And mm. I was so upset. Life will do that to you. Because when you're not happy with what you're doing, look. Back then, my friends are like, "Girl, you making money?" Because I used to get, I used to make commission in my last job. Okay, I, so it was like a sales, sales job. I was a salesperson. We used to sell memberships, mm. right? The point was to upsell them as memberships. I was one of the best sellers. I've always been in the sales game. Before that, I used to work at Home Goods, so I was retailing again. Memberships, gotcha. credit cards. I was high. So the point is, I've been in the game, but I did that, and then I did my resume. You know, I worked at home because, but I'm here making it seem like you know, I'm killing it. You know, when you're yeah, you you gotta, run. you gotta spruce <laughs> it up, <out. laughs> right? You gotta and add that song, and that's how you know I got in the game. Then I hired a coach, and yeah. I, I really lo- I was looking winging it for a long time, but then I said, All right, let me do what I gotta do. I got my coach, and I'm happy now, okay? And that's really it. And every day, I put myself on the spot. And somebody corrects me because I don't have all the answers and I don't know everything. But that's why I put myself on the spot so you can tell me where I got to fix myself because I will never go back to being a lame cashier and just hating my life. OK, right now, look, I'm, I'm looking for a nine to five because I need the extra money for my business and I'm going to keep it real when I have to. But I have a I have a I have a purpose now. So it's, it's not the mm-hmm. same as before. You oh, know what God. I'm saying?
0: So. I like that you said purpose because somebody might've heard you said lame cashier, but it's the purpose part that you got to focus on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's lame. If you allow these limitations to be your life and it causes you to be unhappy. If you're happy being a cashier, and you right. do a little jig while you folding. Uh, We're not talking about you.
1: Mm-hmm. We're talking exactly.
0: about that person that's not happy there. That's making your job miserable, right? Look, They're the lame you. one.
1: No shame in my game. Again, what I just said, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for a job. I don't, I don't right. mind going back. But when your life sucks, I, I, I consider myself a lame cashier because I hated it. I wasn't happy. My life was lame. So, but, but the job is a job. That's a fact.
0: No, I, I do like the fact that you said also you are willing to go back, right? I recently just hopped back in. I found mm-hmm. a, a company that allows me to operate like an entrepreneur. I got a flexible schedule. I'm going to get the travel and I, I get to change people's lives. Uh, but you you got to find that place in life where you can write your own ticket. That's really what the deal is. I know a lot of people are sitting in jobs and they hate them. And mm-hmm. if that's you, you know, I'm not going to tell you to quit, right? Because you might need to survive, right? So your survival is paramount. But if you're living just to survive, mm, there's, there's more, there's more, right? And it really does take an amazing shift in mindset and a amazing leap of faith, right? I'm not a a religious person, but I will tell you, it does take a leap of faith. So listen, if you're an entrepreneur and you're serious about what you do, use your nine to five to invest your five to nine.
1: Period. Come on now, because honestly, I am not ready to leave my nine to five. And I had to accept that.
0: Mm. okay
1: i took a break because i was not mentally okay i'm I'm, gonna be serious i had to take a break from it but Mm. then i have to go back okay because i'm not ready i'm not in the position yet where i can afford that you know that's Mm -hmm. not the vibe because sometimes you know we stubborn or or i feel like a lot of these entrepreneurs you know all shade baby i'm gonna say it they lie about how they make their money and, (laughs) and yeah i'm sick of it and if i see you I'm going to say it because listen, I'm not having it.
0: <laughs> listen, you know, you want to know where I'm at? I, oh, yeah. I taught my partner how to do um, insight on websites and see who's getting the traffic. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of the things that I pointed out is if we know that Instagram's algorithm is changing, if you have a hundred thousand plus users, only 40 are liking your post. Right. And you're us- I'm now using likes as an external sign of engagement. I don't know how many people are DMing you, but I can go through your stories and see what you have up. If the engagement looks low, right? I'm gonna assume that it's low all over the place. And if it is low all over the place and your website isn't doing well as well, stop telling us that you're making 20 to $30,000 a month. Because what you could be doing is actually investing in things to boost your traffic. You could be investing in a better website. You could be investing in a whole bunch of things. And I personally get upset about it because it feels like you don't really care about your customer base. You care about making money.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or stop lying about how you make it. Because let's say you do make that 20K, but Mm -hmm. you don't talk about you make half of that money because you take care of kids or you wipe tables or whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? Don't lie about it. Do not lie about it. That's what gets me mad. You could have
0: a a real truth dive moment.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I jumped from the 200K job. I immediately jumped into a coaching program. I launched my coaching program. I made $15,000 the first month. And mm-hmm. then I started running into issues, right? Okay. So since then, I changed up my model and because I changed my model, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going by the exact model that the coach gave me. It's mm-hmm. not bringing in the fifteen k. But also, I didn't want to keep doing coaching, right? So a lot of people will hear that and go, oh, you made fifteen k, and you didn't want to keep doing it? Yes, I jumped into the industry. I launched what you would call a flagship product, right, or project. It did well, but I had my lessons learned from that. And the lessons learned is that that's not for me. But now I have the process and the system within my own curriculum that I can just go ahead and teach to someone else. And if somebody comes along and they wanna do that, here you go. Period. Right? If that's you, like, Stop allowing people to make you feel bad for quitting shit that you wanted to quit. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it.
1: No, I don't want to do it. Look, when I wasn't working, you think I wasn't making money? I said I wasn't working. Now that I wasn't making money. Hey, I monetize different social media accounts, baby. I always got money in my pockets. Boom. Okay, It's going to come regardless. But again, I'm not trying to be limited. So I'm I'm a if I could add another band another band another band another band I'm a you know I uh, hello listen. like you know what I saying? I'm sitting hold on my semester's about to be done I got like two months off what am I gonna do I gotta work so I can listen. invest more skills the more skills I know the more I can charge like come on now. come
0: on now. listen. Come on. <laughs> Listen, when you, when you see your mom and your dad, tell them that I said, thank you for raising you so amazingly. So I can have an awesome podcast episode today. I really do appreciate that. Right. On a serious note, because people really do misunderstand it. Right. And again, this may be the New York city mentality. They may be saying, oh, these guys have been on the road. They're just going and going and going. This is how New Yorkers really are. This is how we were raised. It's like, you see the guy on the corner. You'd be like, oh, he's just a drug dealer. No. He may do that. He may be a street pharmacist, right? Mm -hmm. But he also sells shirts. He makes sure all the kids get home from school, right? Like there's people like that out there and then just multifaceted and hyper dynamic. And that mentality seeps into becoming culture, right? So I love it. I love the fact that you still carry Mm -hmm. it, right? So here's here's the next question I have for you. Within uh, influencer marketing, I noticed that there is a awful lot of people that are waiting for brands to approach them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, throughout my experience with building a brand, I've also realized that well-built brands don't have to wait for people to approach them. See, they got something called affiliate marketing where they allow people to basically sign up to be their affiliate. And I'll be honest with you in my eyes, affiliate is just a, a fancy word for influencer to me, that right? Is.
1: It's that is. <laughs> that, that's
0: all it is. Right. All it's saying is that's describing your relationship with the company, but it's mm-hmm. giving you permission to sell something. Mm-hmm. So my question has been, why haven't we seen more influencers utilize affiliate marketing versus trying to build up their brand in hopes of attracting brand deals?
1: So as coming from somebody that at a point I wanted to be one, but I didn't want to be named one. But Mm. I kind of want to follow that same aspect. And I thought exactly what you said. Oh, I'm going to just look good and somebody going to hit me up. Right. Um, I will say that a lot of these influencers, you know, they're not taking it serious because Mm. I just think anybody can do it. Oh, yeah. And anybody, yeah, anybody can put a nice outfit on. Anybody can have a nice figure and take a picture, especially in New York. Come on, now we baddies? But, you know, it's not hard. It's not hard for you to put a little, you know, get something from Sheen. I do it all the time. You know what I'm saying? But when you take your craft serious, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't know what they're doing, so they don't they don't know how to do it. I again, mm. at a point, that was my thing. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna just look good, put it up. But at the end of the day, personality matters. Mm. And at the end of the day, if you are also a business owner that you take your business serious, you're just not gonna let anybody promote your stuff. You're just not gonna like work with anybody. Just oh yeah, they got 10k plus or 20k. Oh yeah, we, we want them to promote ourselves. We want them to, you know, be an influencer for us. You don't know their audience. You don't know what they're offering. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what's going on. If you sell, like, clothes, but most of their followers are men, but you sell female clothes, are they going to buy gym female clothes? But this girl got a bunch of thirsty men that follow her? How does that work? They want her. So you really got to look like, come on now, bro. Like, ah. I didn't expect you to keep it
0: that real, but that that really is the truth. I think a lot of people are thinking that they're gonna take off their clothes on Instagram and they're gonna attract these amazing brand deals, and Fenty is gonna be all over them. That way before, <laughs> listen, way before Fenty gets to you, it's a thousand guys. Uh, Whoa, well, it's millions of guys out there that's gonna send you all of the harassing messages and dirty pictures and whatever else, right? And and listen, we're men are not all bad. There are those of us who are evolving past our scumbag natures. For those of you who believe that we have scumbag natures, there are those of us who have never had a scumbag nature, but right. That's
1: we're, awesome we're getting... podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Until we get outside, I'm like, Hey, yo, ma. Ah. <laughs> no, that,
1: that,
0: that's not me. That's not me. I'm
1: that's not grown good.
0: Now. No, I'm grown now. I make six figures. I'm not, Hey, yo, mine, nobody. <laughs> They're not right. taking a picture of me and putting me on. No, I'm not getting fries. Nobody.
1: They're <laughs> <laughs> like, what you said, OnlyFans? Oh, no, don't kill me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> listen, I,
0: I will be very honest on this podcast. I don't mind if she got OnlyFans. I don't, I listen, I really don't care on what people do, right? God, I, think, I think everybody has their own angle from which they are attractive.
1: Listen, women in 2022 refuse to be broke, okay? And I support it.
0: Let, I support
1: no, I would. We it used to be uh, broke. That's it. Point blank. No. Period.
0: L- Listen, if I, I'll be very honest with you. If I had the assets to make an OnlyFans, I would. Because I would like an extra bag. Let, let me get reincarnated. Y'all see. <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> now, All
0: right. So, you know. mm-hmm.
1: go ahead. Now I was going to say, like, yeah, like, you know, you got to take that in consideration. I took that in consideration because, I'll be honest, I'm. I was never the type to put no bathing suit and none of that like I, w- I never was half-assed but I am a thick woman you know so me being a teenager and maybe you know I'm 19 but I'll be 20 in like two months yep. but today if I dress how every other girl my age dresses but I mean it's just always gonna look a little crazy what I got on I got a crop top on and some pants so again I dress how every girl my age dresses but I do get a lot of attention mm-hmm. I wanted to make some money off of it but then I'm like wait it's what you said I'm not getting no DMs from Fashion Nova you know i was you know so i'm like i don't you know I okay I, I gotta think of something i gotta elevate myself i said this is not for me or i'm just not doing it right the point is this is not like you know
0: and then was, you know what the other side of it is the men that are messaging you they they haven't caught on to she's not getting any messages from fashion nova she's getting messages from men like you and you may have been you may have been nice that day you may have been hey how you doing ma'am and that was not it you you was a man in her inbox and you shouldn't have been in her inbox right exactly. so that that's my warning to all the guys out there you you got to learn how to leave these women alone right Please. right Please. let them see you you don't got to see them
1: amen to that
0: right um so on that note let's let's talk about what the next year holds in store right are we going to be getting a course are we going to be what what's the big thing coming up for what's the next what's the big thing coming up for you racy
1: so i would say that for me i'm not going to do a course yet because i really really want to put out of experience in that and just like the bomb you know i'm gonna I'm a take i take a lot of things very serious a lot of people sell courses and it'd be bs and i don't want to do mm. that so i want to take my time with it if if in a year from now i happen to somehow learn so much that i'm like yeah i got the experience enough and nothing. I'm a. I know I could do a, and I could teach. Like I could really, you know. Then yeah. But right now where I'm at, I gotta be real about it. Right now I'm focusing on putting my my numbers out there. You feel me? Love I'm it. really focusing on building that because I'm new in the game. You know what I mean? But Loki, I've been killing it.
0: 120k folks, and she new in the game.
1: I mean, you know, that's my other page. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I just like to kind of start fresh mentally. You feel me? Because that's not going to help me right now. I don't got those 120K on my business page. You know what I'm saying? But something I have my business page that I don't got in that is actual community. People that mm. actually listen to me and they actually talk to me. You know what I mean? Like they come back for a message. They come back for the tools. And, and that's what matters. That's what I'm telling you. That's really what matters at the end of the day. I saw a vision. So what y'all going to see from Ray is social is Ray's motherfucking social. And that's just, you know what I'm saying? And is legit. Trust me. Because that's just how I am. All
0: right. So we are now at the point of the podcast where we do a segment I call story for a story. Right. And this is my favorite segment of the podcast. You're actually prepared for it. There's a ton of people who come on. They don't check. They don't ask me. Right. And if you don't ask me, I won't tell you. I will surprise you with story for a story. But that's the segment where you share a story and I'll share a story. You ready?
1: All right. So... I am going to talk about the time. This is so crazy. I got chased by a crackhead. On <laughs> yeah. You know, baby, Harlem, 125th Street. That's right. right. I heard you. <laughs> listen, man, listen. So I was, uh, I believe, 15 or 16. And I was in high school. It was like a it was music class, I think. And we had this professor. I ain't gonna lie. He was, he was gay. Like, we always ask him, are you gay? <laughs> because he was just, he, I know he's gay, like, but he would not, but we shouldn't be in his business, you know? So I get I know, in his business. Like, this man walking in. Why am I asking him, is he gay? Like, damn, you know what I mean? Not that I'm against that I'm, I'm all for it, but people just nosy, you know? You gotta respect <laughs> people, anyways.
0: You saying people <laughs> nosy, you gotta respect people about yourself.
1: Yeah, like, I'm nosy. I'm nosy. <laughs> Anyways, I just know he wasn't like, You know. I just want to confirm. <laughs> but we were, like, in the train station because he was always taking us to this opera stuff in, in Manhattan. Got you. We were always, and I just didn't, we choose. You either stay in school or you go to this trip. I right. didn't want to be in class, so we would always go, like, whatever. So right. we're in the train station. We're waiting for the train and I'm like, this nigga stink. <laughs> like I just said it, like, yo, this man, like he's standing up, both everything out, like he got a like his left nut sack is out. Like it was just yo, listen, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you was
0: on the train.
1: <laughs> yeah, we was all standing up waiting for the train. Like, you know, you're just standing, like just standing there. This nigga, like, I'm like, yo, get your half nut ass, like what you doing? Like, you yo, this nigga stink. Like, I just said he like you said i'm gonna like, shit your big ass head up and i don't know who i thought i was because i'm like you know just and then i like ah! yo i started i was out like when i tell you i just went up them stairs right back up i, <laughs> trip, I trip on some piss like that's how freaking yo
0: yo listen my
1: friends was like yo what's going on and then the teacher was like my teacher, see that, see, that's why I, I fuck with him because he was the one that protected me. He grabbed me, like, yo, get your, like, raise me, what are you doing? Like, you know, that was fun.
0: <laughs> see why I said, I'm sorry that you're from the Bronx?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I All right. Best.
0: So I'll match your story. All right. So this was actually, this was last year, actually, right? So we, uh, My mom, you know, she's always been in the church, and she loves uh, doing things for people, right? She's a charity nut, right? Mm -hmm. Me, uh, you know, I'm in there when I can be in there, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm one of those guys where I I have my hours at my time, and you know, I do things when I can. So my mom said, "Let's go ahead and see if we can't, you know, get some food so I can prep some meals and we take it and we give it out to the homeless because the homeless situation has gotten really bad in California." Right? Mm-hmm. So we went down to skid Row and we started handing out meals as we're handing out the meals we're not a part of no program no nothing we just said hey you, you know the the, right. the hood hustle you feel bad today you're doing something today that's it right right mm-hmm. so we got out there uh, one of the ladies comes up and she's talking to us and we're listening to her she's giving us all of this rundown on the vaccination how mm-hmm. she was watching the TV and the TV said da now I need y'all to understand. This lady, uh, you know, obviously crackhead, right? Pink hair, right? It's, her roots are blonde, so you could tell she's blonde, and then she dyed her hair pink, right? Mm. But the roots had already grown out, right? Obviously, you know, she could, you could tell that she was, she using, right? She on Skid Row, like literally yeah. on it, right? She talking to us or whatnot. So as she saying, she's like, yeah, I was watching TV, and they was talking about the vaccination. I'm doing a lean, because you know, she had the lean, right? As she's leaning, I guess she got tired. She took a whole purse that was on her arm, put it down. The purse fell, right? As you know, the purse fell. Little Crack Rock rolled out the purse, right? <laughs> In a little saran wrap. <laughs> so we still handing out stuff, right? Because obviously, you know how it is. I'm from Brooklyn. My mom's from Barbados, right? Everybody with me got a Brooklyn mentality. Mind your business. Mind your business, right? You go. Don't say nothing, right? So we moving we doing it shorty turned me and as she's telling me about the tv i'm questioning i'm like how you where you watch tv at that's what i was really trying to figure out it's like we out here by some tents like it's tent city where's the tv and where is y'all getting power to run tv what's going on here like they (laughs) i'm telling you it was live when i say it was live out there they was basically having a block party they made it it's california the sun's out right i'm not saying that it's great to be homeless, but they made it look fly to be homeless that day. Oh, right? okay. They made, they was bumping music. They was partying. The tents wrapped over. They came out with, oh, you got some food? Got they food, went back. They was in good spirits. You get They're what I'm saying? Out. Yeah. She, she was in good spirits right up until the point where I stepped over her crack rock and she looked at me, she stopped me. She goes, don't step on that. I paid good money for that. I was like, yes, ma'am.
1: Yes, ma'am. Like, hey, yeah. you don't want to mess with no uh, listen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Boy, one time a crackhead sat next to me to the bus station. Now, nah, listen, it was really late. I'm like, damn. Mind you, I'm on the I'm on the window side. So I'm like, I'm stuck, y'all. When I had to get up, I ain't say nothing. I just stood till till he got up. Like I I skipped my stop like three times because i was not i was i didn't want to tell him like excuse me like you know what i'm saying like i, I don't know man i just like nice school i could walk <laughs> like
0: nope. and people might listen to this and be like y'all are mean no no where we're from where we're from you're either really nice to druggies or you're really mean because if you're anywhere in between you're food
1: listen I have seen people literally slap homeless people and I'm not for that. I think that's no, terrible that. because let's be real. New York people sometimes do be wild. No,
0: no,
1: we do. I, right. And I'm like, yo, you do not have to do. It. I've seen them throw piss on them. Like I've seen so many terrible, sad things. And I'm going to be honest with you. We have to be cautious because we're from New York and, and yes. these crackers, they ain't got nothing to lose. So you already no, know. But you know what I mean? Sometimes some crackheads could be cool.
0: I've seen some funny Listen, one of the hidden gems of the world is crackhead wisdom. Mm-hmm. You get one of the ones that pull you to a side and they be like, you don't need to be doing that. See, listen here. And they start giving it to you. You start, you like, you paid attention in church, like attention, tension. Mm-hmm. So
1: I see don't, with your friends. Don't be in that funny business. <laughs> like, I right? was just. I look just like you. remind yo. That was so you remind right. me. They're, Why did I remind you? Like no, what you mean? <laughs>
0: they, there's somebody that's listening to this, and they at home talking about how that time that the crackhead told them who the fake friend was. Crackheads is always coming up to you, telling you who your fake friend is, right? And you wondering how they see it because they've been in, they've been watching a group of people like you pass. They go, no, look, come here, look, see that friend you got? She fake. <laughs> right. I love them because they're
1: people. You know, they're actual yeah. people they've had stories, they had a family, you know, some of them had careers. You, if you actually sit For down, sure. like on some serious note, all jokes aside, if you sit down with, with a homeless person and you talk to them, they will tell you some real stuff. And you probably well, won't even yeah. believe it because we just think their life is this, as if they always been there. They have not always been there. You know what I mean?
0: Listen, that And that, that really is the truth. They're, they're, they are lawyers, they are doctors, they are people. Mm-hmm. Listen, the same way we were talking about you know, walking away from a $200,000 job or, mm-hmm. you know, you being, having your own mental health issues. Listen, I, I, there was points within the past eight months, I felt like, man, I might be outside with them soon. Let me start humbling my soul a little bit, right? I had to prep myself because you don't know what will happen, right? Yes, you know that your work ethic, you're willing to do everything, anything uh, for your survival and to just put in that work, but you don't know what's going to happen right so you know I say all that all of this humbly and lovingly right as we get closer to wrapping it up what's the one thing that you would leave our listeners with our audience with
1: the only thing I would leave with you is just to try everything you want to try in life don't be afraid to do everything because some things mm. you will fail at but that thing you succeed you'll remember forever that's really it
0: boom and for all of you listening go be great <music>